welcome to Thinks Out Loud, your source for all the digital expertise your business needs. Well, hello again, everyone, and welcome back to Thinks Out Loud, your source for all the digital expertise your business needs. My name is Tim Peter. This is episode 362 of The Big Show. Thank you so much for tuning in. I appreciate it so very, very much. I think we've got a really, really cool show for you today. I just spoke with a group of Rutgers Business School students the other day. A group of dedicated, passionate, fired up, entrepreneurial, brilliant young people. And I've been helping another company I work with, um, the plurality of whose employees are folks probably, you know, around 25 to 35-ish. Uh, obviously, it's led by people who are older. And there's people at all different age ranges. But again, the, the folks in that 25 to 35 age range who I've worked with and who I see at lots of companies are, again, just dedicated and passionate and fired up. And it struck me how much we're hearing people talk about, you know, how young people don't want to work today. You've probably heard this. By the way, if you're in that age range and listening to the show, hang with me for a little bit. But I will fully acknowledge I'm talking to people who might be a little bit older in their careers at the moment. And I find this discussion odd because I don't see it. Now, we do see changes among employees that we haven't seen before, kind of, but I'll come back to that. It's just that the people I'm working with and the people that I see most of the time, I don't see what folks are talking about. Now, before I go too deep, you may say, well, what does this have to do with digital? What does this have to do with marketing? And the answer is a lot. And the reason that I say it's a lot is twofold. One, the people we're talking about here are natively digital. These are the folks who have grown up with digital in their lives, their entire lives. The second reason that this is important is that these are not just your employees. They're also your customers. And if you want to compete in this world today, you need both the employees and the customers. So you need to be able to work with people in this you know, younger age group, whether we call them adults under 40, which is the term that I prefer. If you want to call them millennials, if we start talking about Gen Z, these are the people who are the largest single working category among folks. Uh, uh, when we talk about adults under 40 or millennials, they are the largest single working category. They're one of the largest demographic cohorts in the world and in the U.S. And so they're really, really critical to your business. So I want to talk about what we're running into here and what I think might be happening. At least three things could be true. Let's just get the obvious one out of the way. Maybe they really are lazy. I don't think so, but let's put a pin in that. We'll come back to that. It also could be that maybe their expectations have changed. 
One final possibility is that maybe those of us who are Gen X or boomers or, you know, even later in your career, if you're still working, maybe we've forgotten what we were like when we were early in our careers. I remember when I entered the workforce in a serious way, you know, we're talking about 1990 or thereabouts. Uh, I'm part of Gen X. I heard lots of similar things that we're hearing today about my generation. For those who don't recall or weren't there, we were literally called slackers. <laughs> there was a movie called Slackers that talked all about the Gen X generation and how, you know, we weren't committed, we weren't uh, hardworking, all these different things. What the research at the time showed, though, was that actually we worked really hard. <laughs> One study from 1999 stated that Gen X employees were, and I'm quoting, flexible, adaptable, techno-literate. Yeah, they said techno-literate. I know it was the 90s. What are you going to do? Sorry. Uh, techno-literate, information-savvy, independent, entrepreneurial, and in perfect sync with the new just-in-time workplace. That same study went on to say, quote, we have found a generation devoutly self-confident and thoroughly convinced that the only source of success and security in their adult lives will be themselves, unquote. I don't know, man. Any of that sound familiar to you? What I think is happening, though, is that most adults around 40 or millennials, if you prefer, and younger adults, Gen Z, are living in the world as it is, not the world as it was. They're being flexible. They're being adaptable. They're being <laughs> techno-literate. They're being information-savvy and independent and entrepreneurial, and they are in perfect sync with the world as it is. They're playing by a different set of rules because that's how the world works now. Digital has changed people's expectations in terms of I can get things when I want. I can get what I want when I need to. That's different, and it may be different than what we might have experienced when we were 25. But that's nobody's fault. The world changed. People should live in the world as it is. And we're, we've seen it as employees, among employees, to some degree and an increasing degree. And we're seeing it among customers completely. And both of those matter. If you're an employer, you really have three choices available to you, given this. One, you can adapt. You can acknowledge that we're in a different world and work to accommodate those changes. Two, you can import more labor. Immigration potentially is an option, but A, that's not always easy, and the current political climate in the U.S. and many other countries right now is against it. Or three, you can automate. You can acknowledge that we live in a different world and use technology to meet the needs of your customers. Of course, there's some sort of hybrid available there, too. But the basic idea is going to lend, you know, lend itself towards moving in one of those directions or the other. Now, as a marketer or someone in the business of creating a customer, 
you really only have one option. You've got to adapt. Yes, you might use technology to improve your products and services. You know, as we see things with like Dolly and GPT-3, you can use AI to create new ideas and the like. And I think we will see more of that. I'm very bullish on what AI may do for us. You also can't ignore that your customers see the world differently than they might have done five years ago or 10 years ago or 15 years ago. We're going to need to adapt both as marketers and as employees. I'm simply not convinced that kids today, and yes, please, there are definitely air quotes around that phrase, are wrong necessarily. I might have a different worldview because of the time and place where I started my career than people who are starting their careers today or have started their careers within the last decade. It may not even make my worldview right and their worldview wrong or their worldview right and my worldview wrong. It's that we see the world, we see the world. By the way, this may not be limited only to younger people. There's a great book that I've been reading lately called Stage Not Age, and as it says in the book title, it looks at how individuals' behaviors are shaped by where they are in their life stage more than the age they might happen to be at any particular point. Whether it's stage or age, there is a whole group of people who've lived through some of the worst economic consequences we've ever seen. Now, I'm talking about employees here, right? They've seen companies lay people off at a moment's notice. They've seen many senior leaders at those same companies get paid huge bonuses, often as they're laying off lots of people. Don't misunderstand. I've been in that role, the role of having to lay people off. Those businesses might be doing the right thing for the rest of their employees by you know, laying off certain people and shifting their focus. We live in a world where things are changing rapidly. Sometimes you have to make cuts to set yourself up for future success. And those businesses might be doing the right thing by retaining and rewarding those execs. At the same time, we have to acknowledge that's causing plenty of other people, especially younger folks, who research shows value experiences and meaning in their lives over material goods, it's causing them to say, why am I working so hard if I can just be thrown away? They're taking a more transactional approach to the workplace. By the way, they're taking a more transactional approach as customers, too. They're saying, I'll give you exactly so much effort and output. In exchange, you, the company, give me a salary and benefits. And either of us can decide to break off our relationship at any time. We should be as equal as possible in our negotiations. Now, you may say, that sucks. You might say, that's not the way the world works. But look around. It is. <laughs> right? We are seeing this incredible shift, and we don't have to love every second of it. We do have to acknowledge it's a different world. Labor is tough to come by, especially in digital, and probably will be for some time. 
It's what we're seeing with so-called quiet quitting. Employees are asking for a mutually beneficial relationship. They're just redefining mutually beneficial. And the term is taking on their meaning, not yours. The data, by the way, is mostly on their side, especially in such a tight labor market. There's a new study from a company called Remote that helps companies source remote workers, source people all around the globe, that shows people who work remote or hybrid see that as a key benefit and are more satisfied than people who have to work in an office every day. They're getting to balance that work-life experience in a way that makes more sense to them. Speaking of the stage, not age thing, by the way, that's true regardless of the age of the employees. Older workers feel the same way. So we need to be thinking about the fact that to appeal to specific employees, to appeal to younger workers, to continue to grow our companies, we need to recognize we live in a different world, whether we want to or not. Now, I told you earlier in the episode that if you're in these younger generations, and I said, hang on, I'll come back to you, here's where you want to rejoin the conversation in a big way. Because if we shift away from employees to customers, do you really think we're going to change their minds? Again, they've got the control. They've got lots of choices. If we think about it in stage, not age terms, you can focus on particular life stages. And it's entirely possible those life stages have a point of view more aligned with what was traditionally seen as the norm. It's certainly possible that they still think about the life and things the way they were. I would encourage you to think about two things, though. One, over time, younger people will enter those stages. They likely are going to maintain much of their current worldview when they get to those stages. And two, while this doesn't always happen, we've seen over the last, you know, 10, 15, 20, 25 years that older generations adopt the behaviors of younger customers as they get more comfortable with digital, as they get more comfortable with mobile, as they get more comfortable with social. I'm not sure I would expect that to be any different this time around. If this is the world we live in now, the question you should be asking is, what can we do about it, regardless of whether you're talking about employees or customers? And I think there's three things you want to think about. One is, we have to accept that the world has changed. We live in a new normal, whether we want to or not. As the saying goes, the first step is admitting you have a problem. We can you know, agree or disagree on whether it's a problem. That's not really my point. My point is that you have to come to terms with the fact that this is where we are. Our customers and our employees are, and I'm going to quote, remember, flexible, adaptable, techno-literate, information savvy, independent, entrepreneurial, and in perfect sync with the new just-in-time workplace, right? They live in the world as it is, and we need to accept that fact, regardless of how we may feel about that fact. 
we also need to adapt. If this is the world that we live in, we have to live in that world. Listen to your customers and to your employees to find out what matters to them. Find ways to be flexible, whether it's job sharing or remote work or flexible schedules or other ideas along those lines that work for your employees and demonstrate your values as a company. And this is the last thing that we need to do, and it really ties directly into that. We need to appeal to our customers and to our employees' values. There's a great quote John Durr, uh, the venture capitalist, once came up with where he talks about appealing to mercenaries or missionaries when you build your company. The idea being mercenaries are those people who show up because you give them a paycheck. They show up because they're you know paid to do so, and then they leave. Whereas missionaries are people who are committed to what you're trying to accomplish. They want to get paid. It doesn't negate everything we've been talking about today. It also means that they're committed. They care. We know that People are looking for deeper meaning. They're looking for companies that share their values. They can't share your values if you are not clear on what those are. And it will be great both for employees and for customers for attracting and retaining them if they understand what actually matters to you and what you're about. So think about how you can accept that the world has changed. Think about how you can adapt to the world as it is. Think about how you can appeal to your employees and your customers' sense of values so that you're attracting missionaries, not mercenaries. If you can do all those things, you're going to find your world has changed, but almost certainly for the better. Now, looking at the clock on the wall, we are out of time for this week. I want to remind you that you can find the show notes for today's episode, as well as an archive of all past episodes, by going to timpeter.com podcast. Again, that's timpeter.com podcast. Just look for episode 362. Don't forget that you can click on the subscribe link in any of the episodes you find on timpeter.com to have Think Out Loud delivered to your favorite podcaster every single week. You can also find Things Out Loud wherever fine podcasts are found. Just look for us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, Spotify, Overcast, you name it, we should be there. While you're there, I would also very much appreciate it if you could provide a positive rating or review for the show. If you like what you heard today, if you like the show, if you want to hear more, it would mean so, so much to me and be so helpful to other listeners if you told them all about it. It helps them find the show. It helps them understand what we're all about here, what our vision and values are. It helps get the word out and helps grow our community. It also would mean very, very much to me, so I appreciate that in advance. You can also find Things Out Loud on social media. Just look for us on LinkedIn by going to linkedin.com slash timpeterassociates. Look for me on Twitter using the Twitter handle at TCPeter. And of course, you can email me by sending an email to podcast at timpeter.com. 
Again, that's podcast at timpeter.com. With all that said, I want to say just one more time how much I appreciate you listening. It means so much to me. I know I say this week after week after week, but we live in a really weird world right now. Lots of change going on, lots of uncertainty, lots of people struggling. It means so much to me that you take a minute or two out of your day, out of your week, out of your life to spend that here with us at Things Out Loud. So thank you very, very much for doing so. With that said, I hope you have a terrific rest of the week. I hope you have a wonderful weekend. And I do look forward to speaking with you here on Things Out Loud next time. Until then, please be well, be safe, and as always, take care, everybody. Thank you.